Hi there, welcome back to the table, and I'm the kind of guy that loves a woman that would actually just kill me. Like, you know, when I left the house today, I was thinking, damn, I really hope some hot chick paints my brains all over some f***ing hallway. And here we are. I mean, really, just absolutely destroy me. I'm talking full-on watermelon-in-the-thighs level carnage. And I wanted to scare the s*** out of me. I mean, I hope I f***ed myself. I hope I f***ed myself and you call me your little pee pee boy. I want you to f*** me up. I mean, uh, I want you to make me your Your little pee pee myself, bitch. I want it to get embarrassing. I mean, like, weirdly embarrassing. Unsanitary, too. We should be entirely different people by the end of the first eight hours. Do you understand what I'm trying to say here? I mean, I'm a real freak. I'm not normal. Ma'am, please. Is this a death? You have to crush me. And to my left, we have Joe. <sighs> eight hours. More like date hours. <laughs> hey, I guess I've never explained to... And I mean, this might be why we're not getting listens... You shouldn't be saying that many curse words in the first minute of a podcast. It does affect the algorithm. Jose. I don't know what just happened. And Robbie. You're paying for my therapy. You're also paying for, I guess, to edit out all those curse words, man. You want me to run it back now that we're out of the first minute? No. Because then then it's just going to be a minute of silence. I'm going to have to make an extended cut of the intro theme. Like, like if you listen to mostly speaking Sentai intros, like, yeah, they get a little raunchy, but like nothing to, to like, if someone were to listen out of their ears, it's not like, he just said a curse word. My father used to do this when I would be blaring music. He'd be, he'd like say like, Hey, t- t- motion to take off headphones. And he'd say, what is that unedited? Or uh, did you get an unedited CD? I'd be like, no, sir. No. And then I'd put back on D12's devil's night. And they're talking about like, having sex with pit bulls so i can't say that i want someone to make me their pee pee boy uh, the, the pee pee boy's fine add in that's when you start to lose the algorithm i can't tell if you're being i'm done i'm being serious right now no like pee pee boy isn't something that i i doubt they have keywords a bring something down don't really like feed it into other people if they have <laughs> the keywords just like boy. pee boy <laughs> and they're like we found one don't they have like sponsored as like one of the the hit words as well sponsored as what yeah for youtube and like some of the other algorithms wait what i please what are we doing today <laughs> welcome back guys we're here at the epilogue now finally post battle post carnage it's uh it's time to put a nice little bow on everything right with this i don't really know if there will be any roles for this i can't really foresee it uh being the case if there is a need that you guys want to do something that would require a role just let me know i'll give it a role and i'll give it as straight to you as possible hey i got roles on my guy yeah, i got go. i got digital roles cool perfect 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 that you guys ready to get into it yeah where we last left off you just finished truly destroying the remnants of the heroes that were attempting to stop you from you know ending everything air quotes heroes air quotes heroes who who knows (laughs) yeah we're not villains some man fighters it depends on what side you stand on the six you know 
We're just freedom fighters. Am We're I not still villains. sided with the p- most powerful side? That's a truly new, truly evil attitude. I am on <laughs> the right team. <laughs> <laughs> Heroes are whoever wins in history. With that, Suzette, I think you have just finished your torturing of the wing tonight. Yeah, I, I handed him, Suzette handed him over to Giram and Crimson. Yeah, I have my, my, my tentacle, I believe, I, I don't know if I wrapped it around him yet, but I'm going to scoop him up because I got a, I got a snack for Alder now. That's pretty cool. Perfect. Um, with that, you guys are standing within the foyer, the corpses of the fallen are around you. Noctis is still outside, of which Pelagius uh, is just kind of like slowly turning and walking out to his wounded master. The ritual. It's time to finish it. Sounds about right. Yes, yeah, that uh, follows pretty closely to Pelagius because he seemed to have some hesitation about the whole situation. Are we all good to walk outside now? Yeah. Combat, okay. Combat's over. You are free to take actions as normal. Oh, I mean with that big old pillar thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So you guys all walk out, and the obelisk stands uh, stands tall before you. There's this kind of constant hum emanating from it, just raw power manifesting and distorting reality around it. You can see that reality kind of ripples, much like the scenarios you were witnessing at the wastes that was Ravenbridge. However, you don't see the usual anomalies of someone re-experiencing their death over and over and over again. They are lying before it, now slowly standing as the bubble around him dissipates, is Noctis. He kind of holds on to his wound. It looks like he's kind of clenching it pretty hard, as if he's trying to keep himself inside just a little bit longer here he looks to you all as you approach i had doubt for the first time in my long life i I, i'm sorry sir remember it was a joke i was trying to be facetious no oh not that oh okay while yes that (laughs) was concerning (laughs) all right okay i had doubt that Everything was about to collapse, and yet you filled my enemies before me once again. I mean, honestly, if there's like an MVP of this whole thing, it's probably Suzette. So, uh, thank you, I guess. I'm sorry, I'm just kind of bummed. I've spent most of that fight in a different realm twice. (laughs) I mean, Pelagius did pretty good, too. Oh, yeah, Pelagius did kick ass. Sorry, my bad guy. (laughs) Pelagius, just kind of still looking forward to Noctis, just kind of silently, just behind that skeletal mask that you've come to know as your comrade. Noctis um, looks over you all and then up to the pillar. Once I obtain this power, I will grant you all a gift so that what comes after is a place that you will be able to thrive within. A reward for your service. And of course, my dear friend, you will receive the greatest reward of all. He says to Pelagius. Oh shoot, Q, I thought he was talking about you. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie, I'm a, I feel a little cheated out of this one. <laughs> you get, you're gonna get a reward, you're part of this. I know, I put in just as much legwork. 
Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not as flashy as his head, but I have my utility. You grabbed someone's vocal cords once. I played with it like it was angel-haired noodles. Yeah. <laughs> with that, Noctis looks to the obelisk. His hand slowly reaches out to it, and as his hand nears this rock, you can see the glyph, or the ward, rather, for the first time actually become apparent around the obelisk. Still, she resists. No matter. As he places his hand on the ward, the ward just immediately shatters, as if it was nothing. And now, buried before you is the obelisk. Nothing protecting it from mortal hands. This power rushes out. You can feel the sick, cold sting of death cascade across your skin. And as it slowly, slowly begins to build, you begin to hear this horrid sound, almost like claws being dragged along a blackboard. I look at Q, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? It's not me, I didn't do this, I hate this, I hate this sound. I look at Crimson, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? I, I kind of like have like my 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 claws over like the little holes in the side of my head and just shaking my head. Suzette at the noise puts his helmet back on. You notice all of you passive perception easily picks it up. Noctis does not expect this noise. This noise confuses Noctis. Noctis looks around quickly. What is this? Immediately, almost seemingly from nowhere, claws tear open reality before you a huge fiery pit just floats before you noctis looks towards this strange hellish portal and a tail lunges through piercing through noctis he is lifted into the air starts gushing blood everywhere and is immediately flinged away from the obelisk with this says that you, since you were watching him closely, noticed that Pelagius does not flinch at this. Uh, I guess I would have tried to position myself behind Pelagius. So at this, instead of going for my sword, I'm going to pull out my dagger and like put it on the side of his neck and just be like, what's the meaning of this? My master has come, Pelagius simply says. He's been here. What is the meaning of this, Pelagius? With this, a familiar figure steps through the portal, though they look a lot more perturbed and annoyed than when you last met them. Before they get all the way through, I reach out and I grab you. I forgot your name. I'm sorry. Victor. Victor. <laughs> it's such a normal name. And I'm trying to think of like what it's crazy fucking name. Lost. Yeah. So it reaches out to Victor and I go, and it as quietly as I can while still communicating, I go, the cube. Open up a portal inside of that portal. I, I quickly... Victor, stay your hand, Pelagius warns. I point to Pelagius and I say, you have, you have no right to open your tongue. You best be quiet. I don't care who your master is, but whatever it is coming through there, we will destroy it as we destroy you. And I will see to it that this entire plane gets destroyed in front of your eyes and you watch as everything burn. So you better put an end to this now. The end is coming. I know this is all shocking for all of you, but I ask you to give it time. This will become clear soon enough. 
I put my hand around like the arrowhead on my shirt and like close my eyes and like deeply talk within my head. Alder, am I safe here? The void answers you. You are safe here. You've done well. Your part has been played. Now watch the end unfold. At that, like, I open my eyes and just, I just sheath my Kenobo. And just as, like, as I have learned from, like, the samurai scrolls, like, I just sit in the most polite, uncomfortable way I can and just watch what happens before me. I'm one hand, like, in my bag on the cube, and then I look at Q, I say, what's the read on this situation? It's a pit of fire portal. Do you know this? That definitely is an infertile portal. I've I've seen, I've fled through that many times when bigger things came after me. Uh, should we be scared? I'm always scared. Okay, <laughs> I kind of want to just see this play through. Lust steps through. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Angry. Definitely scowling. But they're dragging something else behind them as their uh, serrated tail kind of like lashes back and forth. I, I bow. As does Pelagius. <gasps> Holy shit. Wait, this is a... Hold on. So am I remembering correctly that... When we were talking about like celestial and primordial stuff, we couldn't figure out what lust was. Right. So he bows. How is the portal like directly in front of the obelisk? It's kind of like off to the side of it a bit. When uh, Pelagius bows, Suzette makes like a half circle, like keeping an eye on the portal, but trying to kind of half circle sidestep towards the obelisk. Lust looks at you all as they are dragging this large black object behind them. Months of planning. It all went to shit. No, I suppose not everything can go my way. And then to find out that my chosen champion cowered in a bubble while his minions did his dirty work. I'm not your champion, fiend. I'm kind of hurt by this. Oh. Noctis, I'm sorry. You're not used to seeing me in this skin. With that, the void instead takes its appearance instead. The very vision you saw just after Ravenbridge was leveled, Giram, is now shifted before you, taking the place of lust. You're used to the void filling your head with whispers and ambition of power and the ability to end all and recreate from the beginning. From birth, you were told you were special. I'm a bit too pissed to keep that straight up. That lust returns back to their form that you are more used to. Their long flowing purple hair now tipped with fire as they drop this large black object behind them. And you didn't even have the... What do you mortals call it? Dignity? Cojones. <laughs> Lust points to you, Victor. <laughs> yes. Just, just like, like that's the word. That was the one. That's what I was looking for. I bow deeper, like to like bow in a bow. To die a man, but to rather snivel and whimper behind a shield, watching the last vestiges of your ranks, ranks that I took great care into crafting for you. 
fight your fight for you. No, oh, Noctis, you are such a disappointment. Pelagius. Yes, master. How fair these ones. They're remarkable, master. I know. Cezette, is it? Yes. Please don't get any bright ideas. You've done well, actually. I'm very proud of what you have turned out to be. Pelagius was right to pick you from all of those men down locked in that maze. You are a torrent of destruction. Something that cannot be wasted. So I ask you not to throw your life away. And that goes for the rest of you. I'm fine with this. It's like my old god worships my new god who is by a different name. Well, my friend, his old god became dead and then started worshiping my god under a different name. And then this rando over here who we just met, his god is like part of this god. It's miraculous and lots of folds. You could say not like an onion, but like you're making taffy. Well put, says Q. (laughs) Giram goes to grasp at the shadows. You're trying to conjure your blade? Your blade's conjured. You notice that instead of it being this vibrant void-like blade that may have appeared with the gift from the void that was giving you, it is instead a similar infernal shadow blade, much like you had with Orcus. The void has given me power beyond your comprehension, demon. He knocked his attempts to stand, but it's almost as if his muscles are seizing. He can't quite get up. My my servants defend me from this abomination. Suzette pulls out his sword, casts lightning lure at Noctis to draw him closer while stepping forward, and then makes an attack, pulls him in, and then just goes for the beheading stroke. Do you want me to roll for that? Or? No, 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 that's fine. You behead Noctis. Leader of the Occulta. And describe it for us. Yeah, so like the the lure comes out and like lashes around him. And it's like this orange. It should be lightning, but it looks like like fire. And he pulls him close while stepping forward and drawing his sword. Lights it. And then as soon as like the, the movement ends on, as they both get together, the sword just very cleanly goes right under the helm through the neck and then the head comes off. Noctis's head flies off and rolls down onto the ground. His body wilts, thuds all across, along the, uh, the cold, harsh ground of the cataclades. I point my sword at Lus and I say, what do you have planned for us? <clears throat> what, is, what is, I mean, the world's ending. What is gonna happen to us? This is the first time Giram has spoken since Lust has come out of since Pelagius and the whole thing has happened. Firstly, well done, Suzette. Secondly, I don't plan on wasting your talent. As Pelagius has said, you have proven to be useful, incredible even, to have bring this pathetic wretch this far. Can I be the new Orcus? You will be so many things, Giram. But as his position is vacant, I don't see why not. Do we get to go kill your father? Oh, him. They nod over to the large black object. Wozers! Oh, 
<laughs> the head <laughs> of Osmodius lies there. I immediately drop to one knee and bow, just like, oh, oh. That cursed word can now be said without regard, without concern for what curse might befall upon you. So we can say it? Osmodius, 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 Osmodius. I've suffered a recent string of defeats, unfortunately, that makes this a little bit drawn out. Uh, you're uh, still working with Sino? Sino, he is... No. He's no longer useful. Fuck. What, but he's still alive. I had no reason to kill him. Oh, okay. <laughs> he was just like a solid hang. Yeah, he's <laughs> just a, honestly just a cool guy. Yeah, it's not like I want to worship or anything. He's just a great vibe. Like, yeah. <laughs> Wait, how do you know? I have no idea. <laughs> all they told me about him in an audio just and like one of those people like, yeah, totally. I have no idea what's going on here. <laughs> Wait, they told me about it in a Dead Sea Scroll. <laughs> how, how would Alder know? That plot hole aside, uh, <laughs> uh, the, uh, relatively quickly, a few more of these fiery portals just show up immediately. And a few individuals uh, begin to walk through. One you remember as Merelda steps through. And caught a venom. She smiles. Oh, good. Everyone's... Well, most of you are still alive. Yeah, somebody... <laughs> he's still alive. He's just being possessed by another demon. No, he's dead. He's... The demon took over him. Uh, we, we'll be able to remove that. <laughs> There'll be no need to. I have no plans to have that demonic sword walking around. Good. Uh, well, now that this age-long prophecy is over, Lust says, kind of like nudging the corpse of Noctis with their hoof, a few other individuals step through, one that seems to be an incredibly decorated Tartarian, another being this strange, pale woman with silver hair and a strange, glowing, almost uh, lava-like sword, who seems to be almost like, for lack of a better word, glitching about. Her image just kind of keeps blinking in and out of existence. There's another individual that steps through wearing completely pitch black armor that seems to have strange uh, symbol that looks to be that of a essentially a, a V with a large uh, dash going through the center of it, almost bisecting the V. I and know a few all about other that, baby. rather intimidation, uh, intimidating-looking individuals come through these portals as well. Lust grabs the corpse of Noctis, and immediately this red blood-like power begins to leave his corpse. It swirls like smoke up Lust's arm into their nostrils. They take a deep inhale, and slowly. The body just withers into nothing. Aw, oh, man, Q and I wanted to roleplay with that real quick. I'll give you many opportunities to degrade corpses soon. In the meantime... Well, we, ju we just wanted to... I wanted to say something before Sazat. I was going to say something cool like, as new gods flourish, old gods are lost to time, and then I was going to, like, punch him or something. That's incredibly accurate words, Victor. New gods flourish. And you are a Riker, after all. Something I constantly forget. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, they made me manager a while ago. <laughs> you see, 
being a demon lord has been an incredibly long and dull existence. And where the first demon crusade failed, I plan to start an entirely new crusade. Not one to bring the hells to the material plane. One that is going to change everything forever. And the good news is you guys made the cut, says Esmeralda. Seems like you did too. Well, powerful liches and whatnot. I forget you're not a you're just not a child. It's it's wild. Um, that's crazy. So, here's the rundown. You all are going to join my Prodators, a legion of incredibly skilled and reliable mortals that are going to betray mortal kinds, as you're, of course, no stranger to. That's a regular Tuesday. <laughs> and essentially assure my ascension into a primordial divine. In return, when I drain this world of all magic that flocks between its cracks, that resides within the little souls of the insignificant insects that have tainted it with their greed, depravity, pride, God complex, we'll call it. I'm going to use this incredible power, Les says, turning to the obelisk, to make an all new universe. One at my design. I'm tired of fools misusing their power for something as simple as boredom or because that they can. I'm going to give this power purpose. But to do that, I need distractions. That is where you're all coming in. Would you like to hear what I have in mind? I pressed a digitation or whatever one that to like make like a cool sparkly light go up out of my hand. I was like, they're all distracted now, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> We're sure about this one, as Marilda says, pointing to Victor. 100, 100%. 100%. Yeah. Uh, let's listen to the plan, please. Can I silently call out to Alder? Like, I want him here for this. He's important. I mean, almost as if on cue, Alder is slithering out the front door of the Get cell. Get off my little friend! <laughs> Get off from him! Get off! He's so tiny. Are you okay, Q? <laughs> Almost. Q, oh, are you so okay? Good. Talk to me! Oh, so good. <laughs> oh, okay, I got you, little guy. <laughs> me and Jose, as soon as he said almost as if on cue, immediately whipped around to look at James. <laughs> Alder slithers out this large abomination with multiple clock faces upon himself. Slithers over to Lust, or the Void, as Alder has come to know them. Suzette, you and Pelagius are going to lead my Prodator armies alongside Alexander here. Of which the Tartarian steps forward. I look forward to working with you two. With that... Lust looks over to you, Victor, and as the Riker under the new goddess Libidine, 
you are going to assemble the Knights of Osseus. Yes, my buds! And you are going to make sure that every single soldier that falls, whether it be in our army or the enemies, is re-raised, raised rather, to join our ranks once again. You will be crucial into overwhelming the forces that will resist us. Hey, we'll, we'll go to that pile of bodies that we saw a little bit ago. They're probably done resetting themselves. We'll get all of them. We're already on it. As such, since you have been a perfect champion. Uh, before you started saying that, like I already had the cube out to go. Like, <laughs> <laughs> peace out. I'm bestowing upon you. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll wait on this then. <laughs> an armor set. One that shouldn't be problematic for you to wear. It's enchanted, you see. It should protect you from all forces of good. Is it Telrasha's? I don't know what that is. This is a Diablo 2 reference. (laughs) (laughs) You will be instrumental and essentially be the face of Libidine's forces. Yes. It'll be an army of scamps. The scamp patrol. (laughs) Everyone will want to join us. Army of scamps is such a good name. Giram, as we've already spoken of, it, it will be crucial that the forces of hell not only do not interfere, but assist with their own undoing. Do I get to keep them in check and anybody that gets out of line, I get to fuck them up? That will be your job exclusively. Open the portal, I'm ready to jump into f- to the gates of hell. All in good time. I understand that there is a cult that is now without its god, or its patron, rather. Well, technically the cult doesn't exist anymore. So I have to, oh, I have to go talk to people? Talk is. <sighs> so that's just like tough break, buddy. <laughs> talk is preferable, but whatever means uh, that bends them to your will is, of course, acceptable. Are we looking at 200, 300? As many as you can muster. Okay, and then we go to the gates of hell. Yes. All right. I just need you to give me a lot more charisma. Crimson. I, like, flinch at that because, like, I'm living the dream of being surrounded by the most powerful people. Like, I'm in the group, and I'm like, ah, oh, dude, everyone around here is so fucking strong. I'm so fucking safe. <laughs> Alder here, unfortunately, has lost quite a bit of himself since he's become awoken. It will be up to you to make sure that you point him at the right people. I, like... I, like, gesture towards the guy, like, wrapped up in one of the tentacles, and I'm like, I got one right here. (laughs) Got a good start. And Pelagius, I expect you to work closely with Suzette so that you can bring about the destruction that he craves. There are many people who have wronged him. I want to, of course, reward him for his loyalty to this cause. Make sure that he gets to do whatever it is he needs to do in Orle. Of course, Master. Well, now that it's all said and done, the rest of my productors prepare. They turn to the rest of the people that have stepped through the portals. Go to your civilizations and prepare their downfall. See to it that when they come at to you for help, that you point them towards Lipidine. Of course. And now finally... What we've all been waiting for. What I 
have been waiting for. Lust turns their attention to the obelisk. Do you sleep in there, little conqueror, not knowing that once again you will be a tool for something far greater than you could have ever hoped to imagine? This majestical massacre that your power will bring about my ascension. Lust grasps the obelisk and immediately it cracks down the middle. Lust buries their fist into it and rips out a small girl wearing a frayed, destroyed black dress, long flowing crimson hair. The girl unconscious grasps by Lust's throat. Let me borrow your strength and let the world feel the sting of dying light. Aria of the Dying Times slowly comes to, just as the power that Noctis had spent his entire life accumulating from the Rikers, from the Primordials, through all these hellish rituals and artifacts, is finally unleashed. The power that he was searching for was to siphon Aria of the Dying Times' might and store it within a vessel that would have complete and utter control over it. Oh my god. Q, Q, Q. He's gonna be the vessel. Arya looks as though she's about to speak before immediately her eyes roll back. She lets out a hellish shriek. You're all blown several, several dozens of feet back um, as this power just erupts between lust and Arya. There's something exactly happening here. As you're getting your bearings and you see both of them, this spiraling torrent of arcane catastrophe just encapsulates and circles around them. A hellish uh, almost tornado of just pure might a sort of combat of will between two incredibly powerful beings where no punches or blows are thrown, just a sheer contest of who is more powerful. The thing that almost destroyed the world or a spawn of the eye under the sun. And as such, as this rages and cascades, you are glance, uh, granted visions of the past, of everything that came before you, of all these branching different timelines where Arya swallows the world, where Arya destroys everything good, where Arya goes out and ends existence, not just in this plane, but all the planes over, and they all are rendered moot, obsolete, destroyed. Arya is tossed to the ground as she's nothing. And thus sits there. They don't look physically different. But something has definitely changed. This being that stands before you strains and tugs at your mind. All things that shouldn't and couldn't be are within this being, this Libidine. Libidine's eyes glance over to you. And as there's a brief moment of silence, however brief it may be, it feels like an eternity. You know in your heart that Simply a thought from Libidine could destroy you. 
my champions. Let the fields run red with the blood of your enemies. You feel something change inside of you. You are no longer mortals. <laughs> I've waited my entire life. The end of the material plane is at hand, and you are judge, jury, and executioner. Whatever you will it will to be will be will be. And in the next world, after this one is siphoned of its resource, and everyone is brought to heal before the might of Libidine, you will be rewarded. You know this to be true. You stand. You're compelled to. A portal opens before you. Pelagius slowly stands as well, to which he looks to all of you. I knew that you all were destined for greatness under our master. Are you ready to put our enemies to the sword? Uh, yeah, this is exactly what I've wanted my entire life, to watch this plane of earth, plane, this plane of existence, and to rid it of the filth that is here. Yeah, I, I do have one concern. I know we're like all super powerful, but I, I feel like we're going to get canceled for having so many young girls around us. <laughs> Like two, two's too many. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Is it, like One's I know. Dead. Uh, <laughs> not better, but all right. Uh, <laughs> One's dead. I'm just, I'm just looking at Alder. Like, I'm, just, I'm gonna feed you so many people. <laughs> like you're gonna eat so many people. Are, are you like, gonna get like a little harness so you can sit, like on top of him? Uh, I, I actually didn't even think about that. I, I kind of always pictured him like. Holding like holding one of his tentacles like a child like all like Alter's huge and Crimson's so tiny I always picture Crimson like no matter how much of a warrior he is like he has like a daddy vibe when it comes to Alder he's like he's my big dad like he's my buddy <laughs> Alder looks down to you Crimson and the hour hand on the main clock that you assume serves as his face clicks one over to 12 and an ethereal clock sound just uh, resonates throughout the cataclades. It turns into a wink. <laughs> Somehow the clock winks. What's the what's the clock's name from Beauty and the Beast? Clock. Cogsworth. What was it? Cogsworth. It's so crazy that you knew that, but all right. <laughs> is that really his name? Yeah. Oh my I God. I know the, the, the lamp is Lumiere because yeah. it means light in French. And Cogsworth <laughs> means clock in Italian. <laughs> I'm just, I'm pondering in my head. I'm like, I now have the means. I just need to figure it out to truly make Nicola queen. I mean, you're in position to take over whatever you want at this point. I don't want. No like one's a, expecting your your arrival. I, I don't want to make like a huge deal out of it. I want like maybe like a little small. I, actually, no. When you make a private island nation, things start to, you know, get a little iffy. Well, I just want a small... Just like, like Kid Nation. Yeah. Or ju I was also going to say, well, we'll make it, like, small, like the Vatican, but also <laughs> bad <laughs> stuff there. I guess we're just going to have to make it a, an actual nation for her to be queen. Yeah, you can be, like, the Necromancer King. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't want... It. She can be... She can be... I just want her to officially be a queen, but not rule people. Um, so like Queen Elizabeth II? Ooh, he in on the royals. It's literally what she does, though. Ooh, he in on the royals. 
with that, Pelagius turns towards the portal and slowly begins to take his first steps um, towards it. Before he... I assume this is the portal for him and I, right? Yes. I put my hand on his shoulder. I reach out to the portal, because I assume it was going out to Orlay. And instead I change it, instead of walking onto Orlesian ground, it's like hovering like a couple hundred feet above. And then I go, this will be better. And then I step through and kind of like Alder before, I drop into Orlay. As I hit the ground, it's like a volcanic eruption of earth and fire. You know what uh, pyroclastic flow is? I don't, but please explain. It's like a heated ash and smoke from a volcano that goes out at like 100 miles an hour and just vaporizes, destroys everything. So as he lands, that just echoes out forth. And whatever shitty town or city that he dropped into is just gone, like in a second. Like he free falls, hits the ground, and then it's just like a detonation. There's a deep rumbling that shakes the earth. You all feel it. As Suzette glasses an entire city, Pelagius just kind of leans his head back a little bit, kind of looking up towards the sky. The sound of a new world. With that being said, I want to uh, reveal as this thing, uh, as this campaign begins to enter its final bow. I want to reveal that I secretly have been running a few campaigns related to this moment to see whether or not the forces of good could outmaneuver the forces of Libidine as just all over chaos begins to reign all at once. And all of the campaigns, the heroes all died and failed. Whoa! (laughs) Because of us? I mean, you were the forces of Libidine, so technically, yes, because of you. I was going to end it, the ending of this was going to be decided by if enough people could do enough damage to the forces of Libidine that they could outdo whatever it was that lust, or now the goddess Libidine was planning, and not a single one succeeded. Damn. There's something I need to talk to you about, but I'll wait till we're done. (laughs) I go into my portal. You go into your portal. And I emerge into the hollowed caves of the Knights of Osseus, and I say, everyone, the golden boy is back, and I I can make it official. We are now the kingdom of the Knights of Osseus, and because there is no hierarchy here, we are all kings, we are all queens, princes, and princes. Successes, and it's gonna be a great time, guys. So, <laughs> Victor, like, where have you been, though? <laughs> you ain't know where I've been. I'll, I'll fill you guys in on the full story, but now we can emerge from the cave. We can practice and spread our beautiful message of just not necromancy, but of cultivating a vegetarian lifestyle somehow in a cave. We're going to have a lot easier time where the sun shines. And we're all kings and queens? Yeah. Of of the same nation or like multiple nations? 
of the the kingdom of the knights of Osseus, of us. So we're all like equal still. We're yeah. all basically the same. Just we have yeah, kings. But, and- yeah, where you can have whatever title you want. Officially given by the. Did they say goddess or god? Goddess. Goddess Libidine. Who? Who, who is <laughs> that? Fill I d- you guys in <laughs> on this. This were is you, just a lot to drop on. Were us. you not getting my pigeons? We're in a cave in the cataclase. No, but you, you pigeons get- do not survive in the cataclase. Well, there's just a pile of letters somewhere, <laughs> and there's just an imp just holding an arrow, just like every one to every comes every once in a while. Well, there's <laughs> portals that we can go through, and I thought they were gonna go in there. Have you guys? I believe I forgot to tell you to check the opening of the cave. <laughs> so they probably are just all there. We've been kind of, you know, like witch hunters come after us. We don't really go outside that much. Well, guess what? There's no witch hunters anymore. They're dead. <laughs> We're now just the witches that get to hunt them or convert them You're into the witch We are the sons hunters. of the witches. <laughs> We're the, the yeah. witch hunter hunters? Yeah, yeah, yeah. X hunters. Hunt, X-Hunters? Yeah, Witch Hunter X-Hunters. <laughs> Witch Hunter X-Hunter. <laughs> That's what we are uh, now. Victor, are you the guy that pronounces the X and Hunter X-Hunter? <laughs> like when you see, oh man, it's the Lil Wayne X-Drake, you I know? Can't, I can't with you guys. <laughs> all right, cool. I, all right, guys, we're all kings and queens now. I, we, <laughs> Knights of Osseus, obviously, they're all pumped to not have to just live in you know, squalor in the caves anymore. Also, guys, this smells weird up there. <laughs> I never smell, mentioned I, that. It smells weird in here. No, it smells normal in here. It's too, it's There's fresh produce and everything. It's all organic here. Up there, chemicals and whatnot. What's a chemical? I Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're all pumping it into foods. I hear about, I heard tale of this small little town where they make delicious pickles. That's the first place we're going. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> All right, the Knots of Osseus, stay tuned for their adventures to Pickle Town. Before Giram goes into his uh, his portal, he looks at Lus, and you can see, like, even though he's agreed to everything, there is a lot of confusion of, not of, like, what is happening but more of like it has this whole thing been a lie to myself like for me and is this what I want to do so before he goes to recruit people he's gonna grab the portal and change it to um what's the what's the guy that gave me the the rock rub Ophio Ophio he's gonna change it to his layer and then he looks at Lus and he goes I have to take care of something first. And you see him take his full shape that he took when they broke out of uh, Raven Rock. The full shape when uh, Orcus finally made him a vessel for that, that time. So he grows a couple feet and runes and tattoos cover his skin and he becomes darker than they've seen him before. And he goes, and if anybody impedes progress, we will have new flutes and then jumps into the portal. That guy has a lot going on, and I'm kind of about all of it. <laughs> Let's just kind of like says to Crimson. Crimson like not, he was he was an odd one to travel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, you step through the portal uh, to Ophio's lair, and uh, you, as you come through, you're able to note that this place seems less sinister than before. 
there aren't as many hisses and sh uh, moving shadows. And rather than intimidating white skeletal face coming to meet you, you see this being kind of admonishing themselves on the ground. Almost as if they're wounded somewhat. You seem a little worse for wares. <sighs> I know you. What are you doing here? Oh, I've come to help. Yeah, help the demon lord. And I walk up to him, and I put my hands on his face, and I go, Now, my child, it'll all be over. And I dig my hands into his face and try to take as much, as much of anything as I can take from him. So here's the thing. Ophio is wounded because his creator, Osmodius, has been killed. Much of his power in Icar has been sapped from him. So he's in a much weaker state. And, you know, even, you know, a weak demon lord is still a formidable foe. But whatever you've been blessed with by Lebedine has made you nearly on par with what he would have been prior to him being weakened. I'm I, Basically, what I want to see is if if the, the gifts from Libidine will help me basically basically siphon whatever left of Ophio, Ophio has. Sort of, uh, which in turn would imply you would essentially be taking his mantle as well. The mantle won't exist, even if I take it. Destroy the demon lord of disease and plague? I'm going to destroy the, all of the layers of hell man said I was given an assignment and I'm going <laughs> to overachieve. <laughs> I'm going for that A++. <laughs> you stick your fingers into the sides of Ophio, which are essentially these just like mass, um, massless, inky, thick uh, thickets of death and disease. However, uh, you can feel that Icker that binds him and materializes him is in there, and as you make contact with it, he immediately just lets out this just hellish, pain-filled scream that I'm pretty sure no demon lord has ever made. And as you begin to siphon and steal this power from him, you can feel your control of disease and these hellish, uh, demonic, infectious powers begin to fill you. As this is siphoned from him and this being looks up to you, you see fear in his eyes. Should have never given me rock rub. And I told you I would come back for you. You can tell he wants to plead for his life, but the amount of pain he's in is rendering him speechless. I'm going to heal him so he's mortal, but curse him to stay here on the mantle and forever serve Libidine. Okay, if you want it. So you're essentially going to rob him. You're going to shift he's basically, his being he's gonna be from like being a, a demon lord he's just to gonna be a mortal. A principal. He's just going to be the guy that's walking around kind of like, hey, like, you know, <laughs> Libidine's orders. We're not allowed to do this. We don't have the rights to do this tonight. So you can't do that. Sorry. He's an RA. I'm trying to <laughs> eternally RA. shame him for, for bothering me. Bro... So I've ran Kata for a long time, you know, and a lot of people have ran into Ophio and no one really digs Ophio, you know, <laughs> everyone kind of fucking hates Ophio. So people are going to be so fucking jazzed to find out that you essentially made him just like 
A regular dude. Oh, not just a regular dude, but like a, a fucking finger wagger. Yeah. Like at, uh, under someone, not only someone else, but someone that he fucking loathes. He hates lust. Yeah. My favorite thing is like, I imagine all the good guys as we're like destroying all of them are like, at least Ophio got what's coming to him. <laughs> <laughs> if there's one solace, it's that Ophio's also suffering. <laughs> this fate, he can feel this fate waiting him and he's trying to do everything in his power not to become just a pawn a, um, a pawn on Lividine's chessboard and he just can't he can't do anything about it and I put my hand under his chin I go chin up child it's only gonna get worse from here this ichored mask fades from him he's just a stringy pile of intertwined black of veins essentially with a mask for a face he's reduced to just a nearly skeletal state and he's dumbstruck he doesn't know how to handle any of this and the only thing he can think of to do is to scream and cry out in frustration he just kind of writhes on the ground completely Incapable of accepting what just happened to him. I snap my fingers and cast silence on him, and I say, I'll release this, but no more screaming. You must enjoy this now. And I snap again. Did I hear, yes, my lord, yes, master? No. What? Sorry, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm just working myself in the position to make Ophio do this. Yes. Master. Very nice, my child. I'll see you in about two centuries. And I jump out. Of, I open up no, another portal and leave. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> so Giram goes on a crusade through the hells. Suzette is leveling Orle. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think for Suzette, it's like he could just sink the whole thing into the ocean, but he's like, I'm going to take my time. And he's like slowly as him and Pelagius two-man art like army of two kind of just walks through Orlay mile by mile town by town watching them panic and be like throw something throw something at him we got to do something it's like nah not even you know what that <laughs> makes me think of you know wrath of the titans where the the weird two body two torsoed men appear like they're like these titans mm -hmm. and everybody's like what are we gonna do literally nothing you can't like <laughs> nothing there's nothing you can do yeah <laughs> like everything they did to like defend against them and another arm would come with a sword and kill them the knights of osseus are now re-emerging and slowly reclaiming their place on the surface world i do have one more thing i want to do please so uh I'm going, see guys, the letters were all here. So like I, I toss them there and then like, <laughs> oh I, no God. I noticed one it's thing. Just a pile of dead pigeons. <laughs> it's, uh, there's uh, something written in Infernal. And I was like, that's not me. And then like, I, I see it. And I'm like, Q, did you change it? Did you make here your address? Where else do I? Where, where else would I live? Okay, I can't. Well, I can't make a person my address, so I used your home. It's a letter from your your demon prep. My uh, my what? Your like demon prep school. The reunions today, dude. 
Oh, we can. I'm missing it. We, you were kind of picked on. It seems like the, how you're always running from portals. It seems like. Well, yeah, of course. There's a lot of bigger, scarier demons than hey, no Q here. Did you possibly? We could go rough these fuckers up, but can we rough them up? Can we give them a good? Can we give them a good old smack around? I think we can. And did you go? I fingers crossed. Did you go to school with any maze beasts? <laughs> Oh, did I? Okay. <laughs> we got one stop before we go. So I open a portal. We walk through and we start hearing like the writhing of just skin ripping, blood pouring, and chains. And I say, hey, Ceno. Ceno, do you want to go like push some quadpedals so hard they die and we resurrect them for our army? They're like horses. You son of a bitch, I'm in. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> we go to this hell school and we are going to just start beating the shit out of demons so I can resurrect them so we can start our army. This is such a, a Rick and Morty-esque, like, <laughs> after credits singer, like when him and Summer yeah, uh, do steroids and beat the shit out of everyone. <laughs> uh um, Crimson, is there anywhere you want to point Alder at? Uh, yeah, I walk up to Alder, and I'm like, we gotta get you better, buddy. And I'm, like, rubbing him, and I'm like, we need, a, uh, we need some, some easy fodder for us. And, uh, I reach into my portal, and I close my eyes, and I think of the orc slavers who, who owned me and my family. And, like, I walk through it, and, like, very, very, like, Samurai Jack style, like it's just the silhouette of me on a mountain, and there's just all these orcs looking up at me, having no idea the horrors that are about to come of them. And just like a smoke screen appears behind them. There's nowhere for for them to run. And I'm just slowly walking down the mountain towards them. Like hard cut, all there's eating and all of that. Alderhood's hometown. It's been over a hundred years since, like, the massacre of the town. They've pretty much forgotten about it, and, like, life is on as, as, like, normal, and there's just a blink, like, a star from the sky, and Alder the Awoken, like, full health drops upon them, like, slaughtering the village that his father never could, redeeming his father's death, and, like, being the crazy piece of shit he is. Whatever heaven they believed in, whatever Valhalla, it doesn't exist. Whatever hell they believed in doesn't exist either. It's just, you fall forever. Alder eats you, and you fall into his gullet forever. And it's awesome. And it's exactly what he wanted. You guys are fucking monsters. I just want you to know that. <laughs> and then up in the Thank sky, <laughs> up in the sky, we see a tiefling flying, possibly can't remember if they have wings. Yeah, they do. And we zoom in. They turn to camera. It's our old friend Nilo. And he says, wink. That's all, folks. And maybe I'll get Rudy to overdub me saying, that's all, folks. <laughs> <laughs> and with that being said, Mortal Kind does not stand 
a chance. If you guys are interested in what happens after, uh, after you know all this happens, I'll give you a quick summary here. Obviously, since the forces of good, like I said, never conquered anything against Libidine, Libidine succeeds and steals the entirety of magic uh, of magic from the material plane, essentially severing the connection to the other planes of existences, which means any deity, patron, or anything that would have had followers slowly begins to fade and die out since they have no connection to their followers anymore. Slowly, the world of Kata becomes a magicless, just a, a, a magicless normal world that begins to immediately struggle and run around trying to figure out how they're going to render everything together now that all that they have known has been stripped from them. And it takes a very, very long time. And before they even find some sort of semblance of ground of getting themselves back on their feet, you, the Prodators, have already been given your reward. A place in Libidine's new world. As such, it seems only fitting that since you are already incredibly powerful, that you play an important part in that world and help with how it comes together. Libidine, of course, uh, is attempting to make something more so in the vein of how they imagine the world should be. And whatever that may be, we have yet to see. But you will play a crucial role in that. Who else? Maybe, maybe the first few gods that there are to exist in it. So that whatever it is that... You want to do, I mean, what a poor fucking choice for gods, to be honest. You're all <laughs> fucking insane. I don't want to be a god. <laughs> wait, wait, wait until they find out what I did to Ophio. Victor, you, you don't want to be a god? Is there any place, any specific thing you want in that world? I just want a mixture of vegetation and cave, just a, a forest with a thick canopy where my people can relax and be free. He's gonna be a. He's gonna be a fae. I want to replace. He's gonna be a fae. <laughs> I want to replace hell. Like whatever the punishment is, is just you get thrown into Alder. Excuse like, me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm saying for the new world. Excuse me. <laughs> Damn, we already got infighting. <laughs> oh, I feel like that's. I again. feel like that's exactly what would happen. Like. <laughs> There's going to be the eternal darkness uh, uh, trying to go against the hellish abominations <laughs> for over who gets to punish the nah, baddies. I think, I think it... So Giram just wants to be like the leader, the the the, the torturer of hell, hell, just giving people their punishment. It's going to be the new Cenobite. But his main thing is no slavery. So if you if you if you don't do anything bad... You go over there with the the endless. Pit. If you don't do anything <laughs> bad, you go into the endless dark abyss, you where you fall the- forever. <laughs> <laughs> if you do the bad, you get tortured forever. <laughs> bad boys get put in the forever hole. <laughs> we'll we'll say minor crimes forever hole. Uh, <laughs> I stole a bread roll to feed my family. Uh, forever hole. That's the forever hole. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, sure. So is that. Um, I think Suzette is probably some sort of deity god, but it'll probably be like um, one hand destruction and then the other hand like 
vengeance. So, like, mm. when people have an atrocity committed against them, they plead to Suzette, and then they get, like, their vengeance. It just has to be really, like, it has to be destructive. It has to be brutal <laughs> it's like it's not an eye for an eye it's like oh you took my eye and now no one remembers what your family is because <laughs> they're gone we killed all of them yeah so like uh vengeful destruction well the occult got their wish everlasting power destroyed the world for being there <laughs> uh, to be fair they started it <laughs> I, I mean, someone started it, but the people that got punished had nothing to do with Heretics it. Heretics get put in the forever hole. <laughs> hey, I was sold as a child. That's on them, okay? Perfect. And I mean, I'm, I'm just pushing around by or quadpedal bitches. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> See, I was like, I just love my job, man. I, I love you guys. You guys always give me a fun time. <laughs> With that being said, I think that's going to wrap up our campaign for our first evil campaign for the Noctis Occulta. Awesome. This was fantastic. Thank fantastic. you. Fantastic. Uh, thank you guys for being here. Thank you for having us. Obviously, I think we've already talked about this before on a previous roundtable, but just because the Noctis Occulta story ended here does not mean Hit It or Credit's uh, story ends here. We have some other stuff in the work that will be coming, here, uh, coming soon. Um, yes. Uh, James, if you want to tell them about your thing. Yes, real quick. Uh, next episode, we will be doing kind of a roundtable answering fan questions. We're recording this in batch, so uh, unfortunately, if you're hearing this, it's too late to do questions. But after that, we will be doing the Derms Clerman campaign, which will comprise of us reading the initial story that I wrote of Derms Clerman so everyone is aware what world we're about to go into because it will be very, very, very jarring if you just go in <laughs> without anything. You need, you need to read the back of the DVD. Yes. <laughs> so then after that, we'll do our episode zero, just explaining our characters, what will be going on, and then we'll be doing episode one starting out the missions and going from there perfect perfect and also uh we will be doing you know a, a new thing with this formula with how we're going to be releasing we're probably gonna we're gonna set uh with uh, the first few episodes of derms clerman but eventually we'll also be introducing the second campaign that I'll be DMing uh, called Reclaim. If you've seen what I'm attempting to go for with this one is if you've seen Studio Ghibli's uh, Square Enix properties, it's all dearly love lettered um, to those uh, kinds of things. So you can expect um, some much more high fantasy with this like one. Like the bouncer. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, a lot more high fantasy. Um, it's going to be awesome. I'm, ex I'm excited for it. It's one of my favorite things I've been working on so far. And so we'll be doing a back and forth between Derms mm -hmm. and Reclaim. One, and, to avoid burnout, and two, because like we just we got these awesome ideas. We got to yeah. get them out there. And Derms will be everything. High fantasy, low fantasy, horror, game show, everything. Game show. Obviously, <laughs> noir. That oh, yes, comes yes. off very strong. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Uh, you you want to do the plugs? Yeah, it will also be social commentary. We're getting woke, guys. Hell yeah. I was going to say something, but I won't. 
Hey guys, go over to Hit It and Crit It on Twitter and Instagram. Hit it underscore and underscore crit it on Instagram. Hit it and crit it. No nothing on Twitter. Then head over to MLMPod.com to find out information about our other podcast. And then head over to Patreon.com forward slash MLMPod where for $5 a month you get a weekly podcast including This Existed with Lil Corey and I. Oh, it's going to be fun. We just did Final Fantasy Legend of the Crystals. Actually, that will be in two days. I forgot this comes out this week. Yes, it does. Uh, and then if you're a $10 patron, you get like straight to Patreon where we're doing straight to video d- d- movies and just having a blast talking about them. We just did Troll 2 and Lil Cory came over. Oh, my God. You Joshua? don't piss on hospitality. You don't, baby. And oh, my God. Leonard Gimgul. So fool. Fool. Guys, you will want to jack off while you watch Troll 2 because of that long face. <laughs> troll. I've watched Troll 2. <laughs> uh, yeah, and you wanted to jack off to the troll queen. Goblin queen, I should say. I was going to say, I, I do love the name. <laughs> and then, oh my God, if you're a $10 patron, you also get shout outs on every single free feed podcast. So let's begin with those real quick. Starting with Steve F., Eric Berry of Ranger Command Power Hour, Alex Z, The Waz, Orion, he's a rapper, Defo, D hyphen F O, Kayla, AK Two Grapes, Jordan B, The Chaos Witch, Joshua, that's my brother in law, Joshua Jacobs, Steve Barnes, the co host of my podcast, AKA his podcast, Sweet Child of Time, where we're going through the Wheel of Time franchise. Ooh, yeah, ooh, yeah. The woman which I came out of my mother and Corey's BFF and roommate Shane. Shane. Also shout outs to Courtney for uh, being a longtime listener, a good friend of mine. And she also submitted questions for the next episode. Okay. So we got those as well. Hell yeah. Then we got a lot of questions to get through guys. I've been, jo- Oh, we don't do that. Corey does something. <laughs> I've been James. And with that being said, <laughs> we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. This has been a Marshland Media production produced by Corey King and James McCullum. Music by Marshland Monster. For more content, please visit mlmpod.com. To support our network and have access to exclusive podcasts, head over to patreon.com forward slash mlmpod and sign up today. Oh, yeah.